y'all immensely and I mean it like not from the bottom of my heart with all of my heart and in my peace of mind in all the light and positivity I thoroughly and genuinely missed y'all I mean that so welcome and welcome back or welcome or welcome back for my folks that uh are used to me and for the folks that are just coming on in come on in this place you are welcomed why because Welcome and welcome back to another episode of the B-Mix right here on BeExposedRadio.com. You already know what Thursday nights at 8 o'clock are for, just because I took off a few weeks in May now. Okay, I took off just a few. I took off May, and that's all right. And we're going to get into that in a second. But just because I took that off, please don't ever think anything has changed about what Thursday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time are for. They are for the B-Mix. And what does that mean? For everybody. For the unseen, the unheard, the forgotten, whether it be the forgotten part of you, the overlooked, the forgotten part of you that just, the person don't belong nowhere. The me, the B, everybody come on in. I missed you. I did. Child, I took that mental health break during what other time to take, well, besides when you really need, but <laughs> what better time to take it than during, I guess, I don't want to say the commemoration of, it's not like a passing of anything, but Mental Health Awareness Month, which was last month, um, May. So I took that on off, shall we just, you know, <laughs> just saying, to be transparent, it was a little funny money too, but beside the point, that's not that matters. It really was just to be able to come back like this fresh refreshed, rejuvenated, replenished. I mean, I got stuffs, okay, with an S at the end and at the beginning to tell y'all about. I want to hear about y'all. I really do. I'm fitting to um, reshare the show real quick. You know, I always take the time to tell y'all, show y'all what I'm doing now. Um, Let's see here. How we do this like this, like so, boom, like that. And we're going to, uh-oh, not the, uh-oh, the volume up, y'all. Y'all see, it's been a while, baby. I had to get acclimated. Amen. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, there we go. And boom. Guess who's the Zach? <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm going to change that. That's going to be my caption for the repost of the video. Um, I'm going to do better at captions and stuff. Um, But let's not delay this thing. <laughs> if you need to call in, I don't know why y'all ain't saved the number yet, but that's all right. I'm not on here to fuss today. I promise I am here to usher us on in. Okay. And no, I'm not talking about, I think that you should let it. That's not what I'm talking about. No shout out to usher, I guess. That doesn't matter. That's all I'm talking about. But usher on in. Okay. Like we go to church and usher into his presence. Yeah. Like that. So if you have not saved this number yet, go and jot it down and keep it. Okay. Save it as, if you got to save it as the B mix, that's fine. Save it as B exposed radio. Whatever you have to put in, if you got to save the whole thing, I don't know if I'm the only person that'll put in there, Uncle Jimmy, just a flip phone. I'm going to get to that in a minute. I'm going to tell you all why I use that example. Lord have mercy. Either who, honey, get on in here and and uh, and text and call into the, to the show and let me know how much you miss me. 443-642-9403. Again, 
That is 443-642-9403. Okay, feel free to drop in. You know, we in here for a little bit. Drop on in, drop on in, excuse me. And let me know what's going on with you. I really want to know how you spent your month of May. We had some other things and all that. We didn't talk about a lot, y'all. We coming up on our one year anniversary now. Not even anniversary, our one year anniversary. Okay, it's next month. So I definitely, you know, we got some things to talk about to prepare for that. But I would really like to hear from you on what you did during the month of May. Just even if it's something that you think is small, y'all know me, I'm going to make a mountain out of that anthill, okay? Because I get excited when y'all gets to, you know, self-reflecting. Did y'all miss hearing me say that? Did you miss it? For real? No, tell me. All right, you didn't miss it. It's fine. It's fine. You should have, though. You, I'm going to take it as you didn't miss me saying it because you've been saying it to yourself because you've been practicing that. You've been self-reflecting during the time that we have not been talking. That's what you've been doing. And I'm proud of you. That's all I want to get to. I just want to get to the point of telling you that I'm proud of you. Okay. B is proud of you. Benia is proud of you. The B mix is proud of you. Okay. Proud of you for whatever you have done to help soothe, you know, your mind to get some rest, you know, put yourself at ease a little bit, some prayer, some fasting, some meditating, some manifesting, you know, some, some working, some, some resting, you know, just all of that in between. I'm going to tell you about the shirt in a minute. I'm going to get there. I'm going to go on and get there. Cause yes, Yes, it is backwards. Okay, so you know how the back of the neck come up a little bit like a turtleneck a little bit. Don't worry about it. Oh, and I don't really have a neck. Don't worry about that either. Mind your business. Okay, mind it. But now that we're on it, I want y'all to get into this. Now, for my folks that can't recursive, I know, baby, I got you. It says it's a pound sign. Okay, so hashtag love your neighbor. I always accidentally say love that neighbor, but y'all know that's that's that Bible reference. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> we got to talk about some things, y'all. Y'all know we always got to cross cross some, some T's and dot some I's up in here now. Just want to get us together. That's all I want to do. I said I'm not here to fuss, though, and I promise I'm not. I just really want to help us. Um, but before we really get into all of that, let me share some things with you. So first and foremost, I have come to the conclusion in this time away from y'all, right? I've come to the conclusion, very serious one for me, that I am addicted to granny panties. You understand me? When I say like granny, granny panties, like they make me so happy. Do you understand me? Like it's probably an illness. Like it's so much so that I don't know if I ever told y'all, but I'm gonna go ahead and just, you know, Y'all know, but the B-Mix is always for raw material anyway, right? It's, it's all organic up in here, okay? So, mm-hmm, being authentic, being transparent with y'all, I'm going to go ahead and just share the fact that the last time my last haul was savaged by Fenty, straight granny pain. Like, <laughs> no given. I don't care what y'all say. There are sexy granny panties out here. But the issue, this is why I think I have an illness, for real. Because I never care about, I don't want the, oh, this is pretty. Oh, this kind of gives the illusion of a sexy panty, but it's a great, I don't care about none of that. I like the granny panty. So um, that's really what I've come to, <laughs> come to the conclusion of um, during my mental health break um, that I took uh, during the month of May. Uh, <laughs> other than that, though, seriously, like I really 
got to it. Like I really got to it. Let me let me give you a little testimony. Okay. So y'all know the last time we talked, first of all, shout out to my guests that I had, um, because at least was just kicking off mental health awareness month, um, the month of May. And it was right around uh, Mother's Day, you know, weekend. It was right before, I think the week before, I believe it was the very beginning of May. Um, So literally a month ago, (laughs) Um, I had two guests. I had Linda and I had Shantae on. And so we got into the... What I had my daughter up there clacking or something. Uh, Oh, they're going another one. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's it's not her bones. So it's probably she didn't put on some heels or something. Moving on. Um, but yeah, so Linda and Shantae and I just got into the mentality of just work through some things, talk through some things. They gave some really good nuggets. I just, y'all know me, I affirmed, you know, everything that they said, because I really, um, really, really enjoyed their insight. So shout out to them. I'll definitely do that. Oh my gosh, Shola! I miss you. Like, on so many different levels. Missy, missy, missy. Love you all the same. Like I miss you a lot and I love you more than that. And then I miss you more than that. If that so it's like a miss you, love you cake, layered cake. You get what I'm you get it? Okay. I was hoping you get it. No, 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 no. I'm proud of you. I'm telling y'all, Shola is the bomb. Just that's it. <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to heighten it up. You don't have you can't break it down. Like she really is the bomb. That's that. So <laughs> You're welcome. Because <laughs> um, you needed to know that today. I want you to know. Like, y'all needed to know how bomb she is because she really is the bomb. And that was a going to it, y'all. It would sound like I stalk her or anything. And I don't. I don't. It's my sister. So cut it out before y'all starting to try to judge me. I can stalk her. Moving on. Um, I said that on camera. It's okay, though. It's okay because she knows it and she loves it. So there's that. Moving on. <laughs> Because now I'm like cheesing because my sister on here. <laughs> I told y'all a long time ago, my sister group or something. <laughs> it's really over for y'all. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to tell, and we really going to get into why that is so important. Y'all remind me that I said that. Y'all remind me, matter of fact, hold on, go into my notes because y'all not, y'all not going to tell me. Y'all going to forget too. Don't worry about it. I got you. I got you, Saint. Don't worry about it. Um, I was about to put my sister's the bone. That too. But what, what was the note I was about to tell y'all? What'd I say? Oh. Boom, confidence in family. Boom, okay. That's not what's going to tell me, but I'm trying to say, hold on one minute. Family hype. Oh, hype man. Okay, but I know exactly what that means. All right, cool. So, <laughs> beside learning that I'm addicted to granny panties, <clears throat> and y'all really can judge everybody else but me for that, um, because the granny panties are. <laughs> no. <Nah>. So, <laughs> um, oh, she down here in the tutu. Yes. Okay, you look beautiful. No, you can't get those right now. Okay, no, just just mommy. <laughs> Don't ever think that I stop doing that. Okay, just yeah. I will let you know as soon as I can get your ballerina shoes. As soon as I can fetch those for you, I will surely let you know. All right, go on back upstairs here. Thank you so much. You look beautiful. You're welcome. All right, now. I sent her upstairs and she had on a pant and a shirt. She came downstairs with a full-blown dress and tutu. Tiara getting her ballerina shoes. 
I digress. Um, <laughs> so beside all of that, right, I have, I've gotten, I've gotten some things done. First and foremost, I have officially, y'all, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to say this out loud. I have officially written and edited, finished writing and editing my two-part life memoir. So like I finished two books, right? I think, I'm sure I mentioned it earlier on, but I know I was nowhere near in the way I am in the process <clears throat> with them. So whenever I mentioned them back then, I'm sure it was just mentioning like probably thought of or saying I'm getting to it because I had finished the children's book on grief, um, which I'm really proud of. And that's been with the format. I'm sure I mentioned that already. And so that should be finalizing. And then I've like the fact that I've submitted both the books of my life and war, the two part life and war to the formatter for her to, you know, wave her magic wand um, and scoop some things around and make it pretty. Um, and more recently, I have submitted uh, submitted them for <laughs> for copyrights, y'all. Like I'm finna publish these things. Woo. Um, Furthermore, <laughs> one, one more piece on that is that I have um, I have registered for I've accepted an invitation and registered for um, the Black Book Expo. Y'all come check it out, not just for myself. It is an event that I have not been a part of, but just definitely if I have if you say I've been a part of it, but um, like in the way back round. Um, helping to volunteer, um, just helping, just, you know, kind of offering some advice, um, maybe for logistics or things like that. But Black Book Expo, shout out to Andrea Jones, shout out to Live to Aspire, um, whose shirt this actually is. And like I said, I'll really get into about the shirt in a second. But um, it's an event that's been going on for a couple years now. This actually is volume four. Um, but I I swear, I feel like it's been longer than that. Either who. Um, and this will be like the biggest event yet because it's actually been asked to, not it's she, uh, Andrea has actually been asked to partner with um, the city of Baltimore um, because it will take place um, at the War Memorial Building uh, where it was not last time, but the time before then. And uh, yeah, so it's really, really cool because that week, um, that last week in August, there are events happening um, that the city of Baltimore is hosting um, at the War Memorial Building. So it's really, really, really cool that it, they've asked for this event to uh, be part of that week-long commemoration, I guess you can call it, um, to the War Memorial Building. So August 27th, stay tuned. But it's a big deal because here I am, like, busting out the gate. Like, I'm busting out here, niggas. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's really bananas. So... <laughs> bananas is not even the word y'all okay hear me when I say that and y'all know I'm let's be clear just in case there's somebody brand new listening to this particular show um I'm not a bragger like that's just whoo like not my place that's just not where but 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 the thing that we are supposed to do which we're always promoting here with the b-mix um is us talking and sometimes a part of the conversation is actually us like, you know, just telling about one would tell about our story. So our story does not just include the trauma and drama in our lives. OK, the our stories should also include the good. OK, just 
Be very clear about that. And the reason why we have to, you know, get past the stage of uncomfortable conversations. So you work through them, work through them, work through them. Um, is so that when we get to the comfortable place of knowing that not not that we get to the place where, oh, all conversations are good and they're all positivity. And as I promote positivity, that's not always going to be the case in every conversation. We know that. Think of, I don't know, your very best friend or your closest person or, you know, someone in your family that, you know, you confide in and you talk to and that you love dearly and you would trust with your life. Um, not every conversation that you have is always on the positive end. Whereas maybe you may be good, they may be good, but things that are happening to them or things, you know, um, by default, you know, like kind of distant that, you know, this person that they're associated with, that it's something going on with them that they're involved in or something like that. So it's not always going to be positive. But the thing is that, again, that we get through these uncomfortable conversations because anything good is probably going to start off a little rocky. Anything, anytime that you're doing something good, there's going to be some resistance and some resilience. That's just the reaction. As we know, to every action, there's a reaction. So that's just the reaction to change. We know that. When we're trying to change, you know, make life a better life for, you know, us to live and then for generations to come from us, it ain't easy, like, starting off. And we don't know how long that it ain't easy lasts, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Yes. You're tense. What tense, Sydney? I don't know what I don't know what that is, baby. But you, mommy needs you to go back upstairs, like you said you would. Thank you so much. You have your snack up there. I even put juice up there. Uh, case in point, that we are getting back to the schedule of mommy doing her show, <laughs> and here's my resistance. It's changed. It's changed to what had become because what has been what three three four weeks off. Um, and so we know that it takes what 21 days, three weeks, um, to, was it start a habit or make like solidify a habit? It's not just starting a habit, but it's actually make a habit, right? Break a habit. It's one, don't quote me on that one now. I'm, I'm messing that all up. <laughs> I'm trying to say it out loud. I feel like I've said it a million times and now I can't get the wording right, but something about a habit and it only takes three weeks. Okay. There we go. Um, but either who, so all that time has gone by, whereas I haven't been doing my show, especially for a four-year-old. So, you know, she's like, girl, what you, I gotta go upstairs for what? <laughs> we always in each other's face and space. What are you doing? Um, and so here's a resistance to change, even though it's been, what I just say, going next month will be a whole year. The B-Mix will be a whole year old, um, and a full year old. And, you know, so all these months before just last month, this was the norm. She knew for sure. And I changed that and then I changed it again. So here we are. Um, So again, when you're trying to, you know, change, um, there's going to be some pushback, but we have to get, we have to work through so that when you keep in mind, you know, mind over matter, um, you keep in mind the, the mission, you know, ahead or the mission overall, um, which, like I said, if it's, if you think of a friend, family, someone that's close to you, someone that you confide in, that you love, that you adore, and that say if you have a rocky patch or rocky start, well, 
more than likely in order to get you, if not back to where you were or just to a good place um, in order to move forward. So it is finding, you know, you, you have to have some talk with self-reflection. You have to have some talk with yourself to even figure out, uh, one, if the relationship between you two, promise I'm going somewhere, if the relationship between you two, um, it, you know, you have to test its worth or or acknowledge its worth, you know, and actually ask yourself, like, what is this worth? you know, the work that this probably entails, not probably, the work that this entails to get us to a healthy place. Because if anything, sometimes it's not about getting back to where you were because you probably came from what, wherever you were, you know, in the first place, you probably came from that place for a reason, right? Everything. I'm always going to be a believer in the fact that everything happens for a reason. And so it happened for, a reason and it could be either for distance for departure um or for elevation right so it could be you know hey this friend this relative because y'all know i put it's all on the same playing field to me i'm looking at people human beings so despite the title i if it's your pastor your your i don't know your arch nemesis like all in between just your mama everybody all on the same playing field they're people individuals people out here we know are dealing with their own stuff they are dealing with their own stuff and we have to acknowledge that we have to consider that really in everything that we do i don't think that's too far of a shot to say acknowledge it or consider it rather in everything that we do i i do and i can tell you that it works that's not what has stressed me out where i've come to y'all and said like oh lord this is taking me no 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 me considering the fact that other people have their own stuff is not something that has brought on anxiety for me. It's not something that has put me, it's put me in a depressive, you know, place or, or brought on a, a depressive episode. It's not, you know, brought on my depression. It has not, you know, triggered me, um, triggered my trauma or, or PTSD or anything like that. Like, and the crazy part is given all of those things I just listed are like self-proclaimed. But I, I'm aware of them so much that I can consider that at least I've experienced them. So I've never technically been diagnosed with anything, to be very honest, besides postpartum depression. It's the only official diagnosis uh, or diagnosis that I've ever um, received. Right. But um, like I said, I, I'm aware of, you know, those other, you know, pockets. And I understand that my hand has dipped unbeknownst to me or involuntarily, but my hand is definitely dipped into those pockets. Um, and still I can tell you that, and, and seriously too, not like, Oh, it was, a, it was a little depression. I was a little anxiety. Like, no, <laughs> it was real. All of it, every, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can, you know, speak from a place because I always say that I come to y'all speaking from experience. I refuse to speak on anything I don't know of. I have caught myself like trying to respond to something or answer like, oh, well, and I catch myself like, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I just don't know. And that's okay too, okay? Because when we're talking, going back to the, (laughs) the matter at hand of talking about like uncomfortable conversations and why we have to work through them, because again, you want to get then to a place where you're, you're creating that space here on the B-Mix, I am trying to, I'm constantly trying to create that space, right? For anyone that, that you know, chooses to watch, chooses to listen, um, for, you know, regular viewers, for new viewers, um, 
it could be a new viewer, you know, every time. Right. And so it's not even maybe not even live, like someone that may not catch it live, but, you know, that catches the replay, like that it's a space that's created that you understand and eventually really feel comfortable enough um, and confident enough in yourself and comfortable enough with me um, and just the space that I'm creating here on the B-Mix. Um, by way of just what I'm saying. And so that's why I speak from a genuine place. And that is the antidote. That is what we all need to do in this life as no matter how hard it is, speak from a genuine place. And so I, I guess there's, mm, I guess there's pros and cons, but because I truly believe that, that's how I carry things for people. So if you speak to me, you know, or I observe you speaking with an attitude and just nasty, um, like ill-mannered and all that, like, that's what I take. I feel it. I'm going to take it as that's your genuine place because people can genuinely be mean, just like people can genuinely be happy. And it, it, it sucks because we live in a world where whichever side, and then there are so many other feelings, genuine feelings in between and emotions in between that people can feel. But you know, we know that in the world that we live in, is you happy or mad, you know, happy or sad, right? So um, wherever people are in those, I guess, let's say three pockets, so sad, mad, and happy, um, like you can't believe that somebody else lives in the opposite side, right? So from happy, if I'm genuinely happy, you know, doesn't mean that I'm happy all the time, but genuinely, meaning just at the core of me, which is me, so that's why I use that example first, that it's hard to believe for me, it is hard for me to believe that people live in a life where they are just mad all the time. But I know it though. That's the thing. I know it's just hard for me to grasp that. Um, and while I've been through a whole lot of heavy stuff, with his books drop. Um, and so it's people that, you know, are genuinely sad, just, just sad, just mostly sad, you know, maybe not sad all the time, but sad, right? And so it's hard for them to believe, like, you'd be happy? Like, how you do that, right? And so, you know, sad and mad are kind of, you know, in the same same boat, um, opposite from happy. So same thing. Like, it just, it sucks that, you know, we believe that and we feel that, but it's our reality. And so we're trying to meet somewhere in the middle. Life is all about finding the balance. It's all about, um, you know, chasing toward that happy medium. And then once you get there or get as close as you absolutely can to it, you hold on to it. Um, you hold on to it so much that you deposit it as, you know, you deposit it into your genuine, you know, body. Let me not say body count. <laughs> almost slipped and said genuine body count. It's not what I mean. <laughs> We're not talking about body count over here, okay? Because I'm I'm not judging none of y'all for your body counts. I promise you, but I also just don't really want to talk about it. Not today. You know, maybe, maybe we'll have to visit that um, because we do, we, you know, raw material, authentic um, and organic conversations here. So we absolutely talk about everything, but not today. Is that okay? All right, cool. So <laughs> you um, deposit, once you get as close to, and I keep, I'm thinking equator, right? So the balance is at the equator. So it's pretty hot, kind of hard to get there, but, you know, let's not compare it to the equator because you know what? Scratch that one. <laughs> My analogies can be on sometimes and baby, they can be off too. It's fine. That was an off one. Scratch that one off y'all. Okay. A little rusty. I'm getting back to it, but <laughs> um. 
you know, either way, it's just about finding the happy medium, getting to the balance, right? And so balance does not mean sometimes that the the um, the the scale doesn't tip, you know, to a, a lesser experience than you would hope for. And it doesn't mean sometimes that it can tip, you know, to the best experience that you would hope for. It, it It's literally balancing out. And so uh, when you get as close to that balance as humanly possible, you hold on to it. And the reason why I say you deposit it into your genuine, um, you know, genuine person or genuine personality or genuine account, you know, within your spirit, uh, within your heart, within your mind, um, because I feel like once you put it, get it into your account, right? Into your soul, <laughs> okay, that it will, it's going to sprinkle out into your spirit, your mind, your, your, your heart, you know, all of that, because all of that's supposed to be, that's what we talk about aligning, right? I mean, I'm not totally, you know, knowledgeable of all of that on that side. I'm not, I, I don't really know much about crystals and all that. I get that a lot of people um, are getting, are really catching that wave and I applaud you. Uh, but as far as I can, ju- I'm just a logical thinker. Okay. So when I hear certain words, they, they trigger something to me. Words really mean a lot to me. And so when I hear alignment and aligning, like even, you know, for folks that are very spiritual and very religious, you know, and for those of us that are, you know, that are God fearing and Christ believers, when he says, you know, I'm sure that God he wants us to be able to align ourselves, not just, oh, give me a spirit. You know, your soul already belongs to me. Give me a spirit. Um, I think he talks about that your thoughts should, you know, make your thoughts more like mine, that your heart should always be after God's own heart. Like it's aligning all of it, right? Like all of it. It's not, you know, just, oh, over here, you know, kind of same with my body, you know, <laughs> but my thoughts are on Christ, but then, no, no, it's aligning all of it, right? So again, it's about um, depositing it to become so genuine, uh, such a genuine nature that you understand and can handle in a better way, right? So we know that tests will keep coming up. The same storms will keep repeating themselves until you get the lesson out of whatever it is that you're supposed to get. Um, and so once, you know, you have like a genuine deposit of something like, you know what, I'm at peace, baby. <laughs> it can't even really, can't even really shake me up. The same thing might come back and test me like, how much of peace are you? And here we are. So that can be for different people, so many different things. Again, I've mentioned before, friends, friendships. I'll be honest, uh, definitely have my share of losing friends left and right. Um, Right now, I'm even at like a questioning phase and stage. Like, it's so crazy how God will really move in your life that it'll be, honestly, it'll just be the very people that you would never expect. You would never think like, no, they're going to be in my life. No, ain't no way. It just, it does not go that way. Um, <laughs> and I maybe I'll have more to say about that because the only thing I do really pride myself on is not necessarily, even on this platform, having this platform that I'm really very honored and very humbled um, and, and really view it as a blessing, uh, truly. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm just who I am too, right? So I really pride myself in being the person like, I'm going to out like you Everybody has had, like, even if you don't have multiple, like a whole bunch of different friends, more than one, or just more than one person that you may talk to, right? I ain't gonna say regularly because that differs for people too. So many variables in life, Lord have mercy. But um, so say if, you know, you have friend A and friend B. So, but yet you have, you know, there's some issue or that you have some outing with friend C. Okay. 
And so you may happen to talk to either friend B or friend A at some point in time, just because they, you know, know of your friend C or whatever. And so I pride myself on not even mentioning to, even though, you know, and you make sure here, here is the key. Let's go back before I even go into that next um, point that one, you make sure that there's no bad, if you are the common denominator, there's, there should be no bad blood between friend A, B, or C that you can, you know, that you can control. Now, if it's just really friend, whatever one of them walks up to the group of y'all and they just decide not to be able to stand somebody else, that's on them, right? Because again, people have their own stuff and we have to consider that. Um, That's why I really love to get to know people. When I get to know you, I get to know you. I'm not a nosy person. Um, I really, again, something I brought myself on. is allowing, like, I allow you to tell me your stuff. I really, I'm not like a questioner, you know, that question kind of person. Oh, well, will your mama stay? Oh, okay, does she, I'm not that, that's, that is what I categorize under small talk for me. What are we talking about here? Can we talk about deeper stuff? Can we look at the moon? (laughs) Can we, can we talk about stuff like that? Like, I don't know. Um, And so, because, you are the common denominator. If you can help the fact that, you know, for whatever reason, like I said, you know, people have their own stuff. So whether they decide to, but if it's something now, if you're the person again, by being the common denominator, that's a responsibility that you have um, to just keep a, a clear open space. One is just how you live your life. Right. And so people that come around you would kind of understand like, okay, I need to just, you know, just chill out a little bit, you know, if they're, you know, overly whatever. Right. Um, but there should, long story short, there should be no bad blood because you have, you know, brought something, right? And I say that because that it's a fine line, I'm sure, between what my point that I was about to make earlier is that if you, because you need, uh, I want to say use the term sounding board, but I don't think that's really the term I'm looking for. But you just, you need to be able to, you know, if it's not vent, but just to be able to confide in someone else when the issue is with someone else. Now, it is about you actually speaking directly to the person that you have issues with, which brings me to my, my larger point and why I won't go any further about what I was referring to earlier as saying that even recently I have some friends, something to figure out, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm confused by it, but um, it's the fact that, you know, if you were to go to another friend and confide, like I just pride myself on not even going and doing that, not because I feel like, oh, you're going to judge that person or, oh, you know, you're going to have something over them. Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you? Um, it's, it's not even that it's literally because the short of it is if you and I are not clear, I don't, I don't want to bring nobody else into my stuff, into our stuff. And that's as friend as family. Um, and so until it gets to a place I think this is the back end piece of it that we lose and that we miss a lot um, until it gets to a place like say it for. So in my it's crazy, I'm so a book, but in my first like part one, right, of, of my two part book um, life memoir, it talks a lot about just stuff that I've been through, like heavy stuff, stuff, long story short, that was supposed to kill me, like just stuff um, that when I was dealing with 
it, you know, for some things for long periods of time, some things were momentarily, whatever, that they were so heavy that it felt like it was sent to take me absolute out of here. Right. Um, and so one of those things are, um, and it gets us into, so going into the second half of the show, it gets us into like our, my main topic that I really want to get to, um, is that it get it, I dealt with a lot of like familial, you know, issues, right. Family stuff. Um, and so when it goes so unaddressed, when it goes unrecognized, unacknowledged, <laughs> that's the correct um, term, but just not no acknowledgement of it, then um, that's exactly what it is. It's unaddressed. And so for the person that it, not necessarily victimized, but it, whatever term you'd like to use, if you can relate that for the person that it happened unto or that dealt with it probably festers and that's where a lot of uh, or a lot of us that's where depression comes from it's unanswered unaddressed unrecognized you know lack of closure all of that stuff all because we don't talk so again why it brings me back to you know my place of why I even wanted to finally unmute myself and to you know take advantage of this opportunity um of this platform being that I just want to get us, and it's for everyone. Again, I say that, I open up every time by saying that, um, but especially for us uh, black and brown folk, like it's it's a lot, because I, I, I can't speak for anybody else. I can't speak for nobody that's on the tan side, that's on the white side, like on the yellow, orange, I, purple, green. Happy Pride Month, by the way. <laughs> I know I didn't name all the colors of the rainbow, but happy Pride Month. Um. But, you know, I it, I can't speak for them. I really can speak from a place of a brown, textured, haired, you know, kinky haired, you know, woman. You know, I was about to say girl, but I can speak from that place um, and, and mostly having been surrounded by folks that, you know, look like me. I've seen quite a few of other people that do not. Um, but still, so I speak from that place of saying that I want to get us to talk. I don't want to start off or say it in a such a heavy statement of like, we don't talk, but if it's truth, though, it's truth to it. Just say, you know? Um, and so, because that has to, that's the bond, that's the glue that we need to bond us together just to get us to talk. And then, because it's baby steps, just to get us to talk and then to get us to talk more positively. Um, or not, and, and not to be misconstrued that again, like I was saying earlier, it doesn't mean that every conversation will have a positive topic, but it's with mind over matter. Like again, I mentioned earlier that, you know, the positive and the fact that this, uncomfortable conversation will get us to move forward, right? Um, to get us to a better place. So it, again, it shows of why, you know, we are so disconnected as a people because not just because, but because we do not talk. I think if we start there and begin to build that bond, we'll, we'll be well on our way, right? Um, to a lot of work to do, but still well on our way. So so that to say, because what's on my mind is about familial ministry. Like there is a certain level of ministry that rests within connecting, you know, families. Like the foundation of a family is like, it's unmatched. It's really why a lot of us out here are looking for love in all the wrong places, right? While we are choosing to be or stay with or even associate ourselves with people that are not good for us. 
And I say that because of so, so many different reasons, truthfully. Um, I forget that when my phone dry and die, it, uh, <laughs> it keep closing up on me. But, um, honey, so, okay. So I attended, um, I've attended a funeral service yesterday for a cousin of mine. Um, one, I have a heart anyway. So I want to say that before I move on to this, because, because of the society that we're in and the place, I guess the mind space that most of us are in. I know if I just, after saying yesterday, I attended a funeral service, uh, for my cousin, if I had followed it with, which is a true statement, but still, if I had followed it with the statement of saying, you know, we, we weren't as close, I did not know much of him, then immediately it's dismissed, right? And then it's questioned, you know, when it comes after like, oh, why are you upset? Oh, but it can get to you because it did get to me and move me in a way where I, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for it. And in a good way though, um, that here it is, is a young man is 18 years old. Um, unfortunately, y'all know, y'all know black folk, y'all know black folk, some way around or another around the funeral services. I usually always say, you know, at the funeral, black folk always want to ask how they die. And so I had been told, I think of some of his story just before he'd even passed, like just like some things he had been through that led up to, unfortunately, his passing. But, um, you know, so then just to just to attend the funeral services, and this is uh, let me also paint the picture. This is on my dad's side. I've mentioned before, and I'll say it again. I know, I my words are I know nothing of my dad's side of the family, but it's not very true. So if we want to give a percentage, um, let's say I know I'm somewhere around one. I want to say 1%, but truthfully, I'm really feeling the truth is like 0.01% of my family. And it's not even like, oh, no of it. That's just it. That's all I, that's it. Of what I hear from him. A lot of even his statements uh, is is like, yeah, my family, my cousin, my aunt. It's like, well, hey, I'm your daughter. So (laughs) I kind of, you know, that connects a little bit. So that just gives y'all just a picture and a glimpse. But the thing is that I was pleasantly surprised when I hugged, well, technically this is my father's cousin, so it's technically this is my cousin, but you know, it was an older cousin, so it's an aunt. So when I hugged my aunt, and it was after the service, um, and I hugged her, because I only went with my mom's, my dad had to work, child, old, old black man, they ain't taking off work, baby. Um, it just, it, it just wasn't working out like that, um, but it's okay. So either who, um, Yeah. Uh, so I hugged my aunt and I'd like, I, anybody I hugged or embraced because it wasn't, it was two people, but still like I, and now, no, I'm sorry, three. So it was my aunt, my uncle and my cousin, who's my cousin that passed mother. Um, and so I, I hugged these three people and I just, I announced my name like every time, because I don't know what it is about me. I'm sure if I think about it, if I self-reflect um, for, for probably not even too long, I could figure out where this comes from because I've done a lot of that. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, self-reflection will really just get you to know so much about yourself. That's why it's really sucky that I spent so much of my life and just getting to like the tip of that iceberg of getting to the place of loving myself as much as I really should. Um, just because I've known myself so much and it wasn't that, oh, I don't like these things about myself. It's weird. Like it just didn't go hand in hand in the society and the environment that I came from of one knowing about yourself and knowing yourself, knowing so much about yourself to the level, which 
I'm pretty aware of. And then to love yourself a lot too, like you got to pick one. That's kind of the world we live in, whether we recognize it or not. And so either who, but in self-reflection, like I'm sure I'll be able to figure out um, at some point of another of why I've just always assumed anytime I enter a room or enter any place, I assume people do not know me. <laughs> like, I don't know what that's about. And a lot of the times, much to my surprise, that's not true. Um, so either way, every time I hug and, and you know, announce myself, I know who you are. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. Um, and so all that to say though, so being at that um, funeral service, it to to be in a room and it didn't hit me until talking to my dad, who, of course, you know, there are things that we just wish we could change um, about people. And some things we can, some things we have control over, even if it's, you know, the smaller part of the larger change that we're trying to get at, do not be discouraged um, about that. Right. Uh, That it's like, Oh, I only, you know, I only got my hands on this small piece. That's a part of the larger piece. So that's okay. Work your piece. Okay. Work your piece of the puzzle. Um, and so it it didn't hit me until, you know, as well as the service, my mom and my daughter and myself, like we've gotten something to eat. We've, you know, gone to go find my mother's dress for the wedding child. Lord have mercy. That's in, you know, two weeks moving on. Um, I ain't judging child. But y'all pray for me. This month of June, my God, y'all's pray for me. Okay. Um, it didn't hit me until my dad asked, like, you know, how did it feel to be in a room full of your cousins? Now, it technically I guess it was a snarky remark, but it was it's all truth. So you can't be mad. And I don't think he took any offense. I just think that he was not prepared for my response, which all I said was I didn't know those were my cousins. I didn't know that was my family. I don't know if that resonated for anybody else, but that sat with me. It sat with me like, bro, what? Like this my family. Why don't I know that? And so when I say that there's a power or there is power in familial or family ministry, because I know, which is a lot of my life that I've been able to figure out the significance and the need of things, or the significance of and for things in life, like missing pieces, because I've experienced just that the lack of. So it helps me to understand what is needed, which is really a lot of us out here. But I think we get wrapped up in, you know, that's why when, that's where the, the tag of um, product of their environment, where that applies, because we'll get wrapped up in the place of, you know, so long of the lack that will just get stuck there and forget that it's like, oh, I know how this feels not to have this. And for forgetting that, then it won't help you to push to try to get and to obtain that for yourself, for others, others behind, but coming behind you that are on the side of you. Even I mean, I don't believe that generations before us are complete lost causes. Um, we can get through to some of them. And I'll tell you why I say that. Um, if I forget to say that, y'all, uh, just just say Uncle Jimmy. That'll that'll remind me. Mind you, that's who I was talking about when I said something about the flip phone though early. Lord have mercy. Um, but there's so the lack of family ministry, and no, I'm not talking about um, you know, just uh, you know, meeting with someone at your church, 
um, if you're associated or affiliated with the church. Um, I'm not just talking about, you know, any of, of those things. It's deeper than that. It's at home. We've been for over a year and a half now, we've been at home. And what has hurt me to my core is to hear, you know, so many times, like I've, I've been on like prayer lines and just different things. Not to say that I'm against the fact that, you know, we have, we're praying for these things. That's not what I'm saying. I want to be clear about that. But some things strike you. And so what has, you know, struck my heart is that, oh, strike, struck my heart. <laughs> um, is is to hear you know that so many people being at home has made has revealed so much discord in in familial units in family units for the folks that have shared a home have shared you know a roof um have have shared built whatever shared responsibilities whatever the case may be these are now apparently and I'm saying apparently because I don't know this as as far as a result from the from from the virus from from the pandemic that's what I was looking for um but I know this beforehand so I don't know why I'm so surprised um but it, I think more so it's the it sucks to hear that like bro what divorce is coming out of this because like people chuckle about it and I keep hearing like these jokes like oh yeah you know husband and wives they've been forced to stay home with each other and whoo child they learn it that breaks my heart like no, nigga, I will wait. Uh, not about no, not about to be the wrong person. And I have a pandemic, a world health crisis come up, and now I'm just realizing that the person I've been with, either for a day, a month, a year, ten years, decades, ain't the one for ain't that we not have. We can't just appreciate each other's presence and time and space and be skin to skin, but then go to work over there on the computer and come what? Are you kidding me? So what's been happening in our families? Fix our families, please. I am asking you. And no, the only broken families and the only broken homes are not just those of, I know God use these terms and I know I hate them, but just for the sake of making the point, the only broken families and the only broken homes are not just of baby mothers and baby fathers. It's the only time I'm going to have to say that. I hate it hate referring to somebody even with my issues with my daughter's father I always refer to him as my daughter's father because that's who he is and and more so because I'm not bringing y'all this probably it's it's gonna hear it's, it's gonna be a little a little bitter to hear but whatever I'm not bringing myself down I'm not demoting myself to say that I am someone that's worth like I'm more than I work I am worth more than having a baby father I'm worth more than being a baby mother. It's, it's just not it. Is it the basically the exact same scenario as a lot of others that refer to each other as baby mother, baby mother? Yes. I just don't like it. It has a stigma to it. It has a negative connotation to it. I do not like it. Words matter to me. You are speaking either life or death into your situation. I refuse to speak death. There is too much physical death happening out here and too much unaddressed spiritual death that we are surrounded by, I refuse to take part in it just by the by the words that come out from my lips. Absolutely not. Not doing that. And yes, it is that deep. Again, while we have to get to these conversations, because there are some of that may not think anything of it. I've spoken before where I know that I'm probably taking the fun out of it. I don't care. Um, where we say like, you know, like young kids now, 
Lord have mercy. A lot of people, where did it come from? I don't even care. Just stop saying it. Of the uh, the dead. I'm dead. Like, I chuckle just now because I get it. Like, I get how people say it and, and laugh about it. I am not speaking that on myself. I don't care if you think I'm a grouch or a grinch. I don't care. And I'm telling you, I'm hella fun. Like, low key, hella fun. But, yeah, no. You won't catch me. I have... I'm sure all of this time joke once, and it's very recently. It was because our little sister. Shout out to my baby. It's the month of June. Her baby turned 21. Jesus, Whew, it's happening, y'all. It just happens. These babies get older. Um, but you know, like she she says it and uses it a lot, right? Because again, I just said her age, so you know, kid people, uh, young people that are around about that age is just a normal, natural thing. So I used it, you know, because in reference, whatever. Not even in reference. I'm sorry. In regards to a joke and, you know, said it, right? Um, and literally, she was like, ooh, like, surprise. Like, not you. I was like, I know. You know, I don't say this, but it was, it was for the joke. But no, plead the blood of Jesus over it. Nope. <laughs> not happening. And speaking of that, right, of our young folks, like, um, being at that funeral. So, again, my cousin um, was 18. I don't know if I said that earlier. 18, 18. So, there were a lot of babies there. Definitely brought the city out, right? A lot of babies there. And I just want to say this, and I don't have to stay in this place, but there is something, right? So I talk about like family ministry. And so we know that the goal is always to pour into young people and pour into our youth. And why isn't it starting? And I say at home, but it's more broad, right? Um, Just within our family. And we talk about how small Baltimore is, small to more. So wherever you are, I don't know if your city or your, you know, your town, um, county, con- uh, you know, I was about to say country. <laughs> well, there's some small countries too, but I don't know if where you reside, you know, is smaller or same size or larger than, than Baltimore. But so what? <laughs> we all related up in this thing somehow, some kind of way. At the least, you're my brother in Christ. At the least, you're my sister in Christ, whether you believe in them or not. That's just how amazing he is. You still belong to him, even if you choose, if you don't choose him. It's fine. Uh, you're still covered. <laughs> just just make sure you're covered by the blood. Okay. Just get on in here and just claim his name. But uh, that wasn't my offer to salvation. I'm just, you know, just trying to tell y'all what's good. What's good to me. Cause I'm saying right now, he is good to me. Um, I know it without a shadow of a doubt. But the goal is to, you know, pour into our youth and our young people. And then so when we hear these things, we I don't know what happens in the minds of just our people alone, but just in the minds of people. That's why I'm so interested and passionate about just thought processes and psyches, like just how we think, because then that's what controls our behaviors. Like human behaviors just fascinates me. Like the things that we do, the things that we think to say, things, the the ways we think to act, like all of that just, I don't understand um, and I love it at the same time. And so it's like, uh, when we hear things like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, our youth, our, our, you know, our future for tomorrow and our, and they're this, and we got to pour into them. I can't speak to what goes through our minds when we hear statements like that. Let's go to what should go through our minds. And again, I'm a, I know a while ago, I mentioned about the fact that we should remove shouldas. Okay. Because I've suffered from the shouldas, such and such shoulda loved me, 
such and such should have did like I should have I got it okay I got it I'm gonna tell you what we should think okay when we hear things like you know pour into our youth okay in order for me to let me think about the youth closest to me first off um because I can't just jump out there into the deep end I'm gonna definitely use that example because I can't swim <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so sorry, y'all. I do. I, I, yeah, I'm a statistics there that they say that we can't swim. I didn't even know that was a thing that they associate that with black people. It's crazy. Um, but here I am. Uh, I, I love water though, so I don't know what that's about. I will get in there and splash it up good. Okay. Um, and I'm not afraid. I, it's weird. It, it, we'll, we'll get there another time. But <laughs> um, so I think immediately, you know, if I hear a statement, not just this one, but just a statement, I immediately think what's closest to me, right? What what I have, you know, what's in arm's reach, what I have, you know, control over, right? What I control, let's, there we go. Thank you, Lord. He just gave me this. So let's change that. It's not even about, oh, you know, could change what you have control of. Change what you have, uh, where you have influence. Change the areas and the people, you know, or make, not even change, make an impact, make a positive impact. You heard this here first. This is your B-tip of the week. Um, Make a positive impact where you have influence. Does that make sense? Wherever it is that someone in close enough to you that is influenced by your presence, by your existence, by your very being, Make a positive impact. And I say all of that because the first thing is to become aware. So awareness is always usually one of the first steps, right? One of the first key steps to to any change, right? And so you, you make yourself aware, but that's not your first act. Your first act is not, you know, so again, in my example, you know, influence of, of, of youth. Got it. First youth I think of, my four-year-old, my one and only baby like that. I actually birthed that, you know, she's been passing my birthday now because I got a C-section and that is a real birth too. So don't, <laughs> moving on. Um, C-section mama's got to stand up. I'm saying right now, they always try to count us out and baby, moving on. Um, so either who, that is the only, even though I, plenty of babies. I literally have counted up all my children. I have 20 children, nieces, nephews, godchildren, my own child, 20 children. Um, either who. First one I think of is my four-year-old, right? My first plan of action, my first action step, action item is not, you know, do something for her. It is back on me. It's back on me because again, if I, any place where I have, you know, influence where, I'm, I'm sorry, where my presence, my existence, my worth is of any influence to anyone, that means I have to check that first. That's within me. So I got to get that right. So if I'm someone that doesn't feel as though I'm worthy enough to be loved, how in the heck? How? How, baby? How you finna love somebody else? And we're not just talking a man, a woman, a questionable. We're not talking about nobody, a puppy, a turtle. A cicada, I don't know. Y'all might be having pets, some of them. I don't know. A plant. I'm looking at my dead petunias right now. Even though one came back, my baby came back. She's coming back. I'm going to water it. And I'm telling y'all, if this baby come back live, I promise you, I'm bringing her on the show next week. Promise. Well, whenever she come back. I don't know how long it'll take. But 
I digress. Um, how? How are you going to love on anything else if you don't feel worthy enough? Prime example, I was just talking about my plan. If you ever talk to Benny, I'm always talking about I don't handle green thumb. Now, given it is some it's a very thin, very, very, I'm talking about damn near transparent line, thin line between acknowledgement. So I acknowledge that I have never really had a green thumb. One, I'm sure from a very young age, I've only repeated that just by hearing my mother, right? My mother would always say that. And then so as I grew older, by me repeating that to myself, it doesn't necessarily mean she said it on to me. So it's not one of the things we have to be very clear. Some things will say like, oh, my parents put this on me. They said this over me and spoke this over me. So that's why I'm this way. If it's, you know, negative thing, it's not giving no positive credit. So it'll usually be the negative things, right? And I've, I've been guilty of it. I get it. Um, but, you know, it's some things it's that we overheard them and repeat it to ourselves. And so I get that the source would be from them, but it was somewhere it was a transference of energy. And then we decided to keep on set. So then it took us to get to a place of realization you know, to realize that we had been speaking something over ourselves and our parent that we got from our parents or grandparents or whomever whoever, you know, whoever was in your environment, your familial, your family unit, that family ministry, right? So for a lot of us, a lot of us came from not so healthy family ministries. That's all I'm trying to get to is to get us to a place to understand that we have to acknowledge that we did not come from healthy family ministry bases. That's all. So we have to fix it. I'm not saying to stay in a place of mom and daddy didn't do this and that other. That's what I'm going to talk a lot about that once I really drop my books, because I don't want anybody to be stuck on the fact that I talk a lot about my issues that I had with family alone. That's not that that's not the gist. That's not the whole story. I know I've learned over the years that people can relate to it and it heart. Oh, it breaks my heart to know there are so many people that it, that can relate to it. But that is the reality. And so to put that out there, because the only reason one is because I know it's God that's been in me and on me about sharing my story, because anytime I've ever thought to share even a glimpse, always just a glimpse, there's so much, Um, but just a glimpse of my story that somehow people have, you know, been blessed by it. I'm not about to be like, oh, my hands. Oh, somebody started walking as soon as I told. No, that's not what I'm saying. I would never take the credit. It's always God. But um. It's it's like, you know, somebody has just always been able to appreciate the fact that I've shared my story. Like it always like when I say humbles me, like just makes my heart flutter. Like, bro, it's me just talking about what happened to me. What you talking about is good for you. OK, then, you know, so it, 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 that's the whole point of me even, you know, living by example. Living by example to live this vulnerable life that I've been made to live. I have to live transparently. Like I've just known that, but there's still a process in learning that. So I've learned that it ain't everything out to everybody. Um, it ain't, you know, but it's comes a realization, you know, all in myself. Like it's just a lot. Right. And I had to be able to put those pieces together um, because I myself did not necessarily for who I am. Let me be very clear about that. For who I am and who I've always been. It, I did not come from the healthiest of family ministry bases. Right. Family units. Right. For who I am. And so I've had to, you know work to get these pieces together. And I knew what the only thing I could do was turn to God. Like, Lord, you made me, you put me in here with that. Like you got to figure all this out. Cause I don't have it. I can't figure it out. 
But it doesn't mean it has to stay like that is is also the point. It means that we are to acknowledge that we may not have come from that, but to make them better, to try and do what we can for the family units that we come from, but definitely for the ones that we make, just because we're only, only, only focusing on, because I know there's a lot of talk, a lot of different posts about, you know, just worry about, you know, the ones that comes from you, the family that you're making. I get that. Um, But that family that you're making is also related to the family that you came from. Case in point, case in point. Um, not really a good segue, but um, <laughs> that, you know, I, um, while, while I talked, I mentioned Uncle Jimmy earlier, um, is that I actually had the experience of, so those of you that have gone all your lives with going to like, you know, just visit with family, old elders, or just, I don't know, your aunt, your uncle, just, just done that on a regular basis. And especially those of you with grandparents and all, godparents, just whomever that you may have gone to, like I said, visit them um kind of regularly or just it was a normal thing for whenever your mom or whomever would say we're gonna go visit such and such it was just a normal thing to you um I got a glimpse of that today never been a thing and I'm 31 years old (laughs) 31 um so that's three decades in one year okay got it um and so I got a glimpse of that today and I say that because what I had to eventually eventually chuckle with myself and some it's crazy how you get to a good place of healing that the process of eventually usually can take like a long time, but you get to a good place of healing um, that eventually can be a quick turnaround. And when you think of in time frame, um, so all of this happened today, right? Um, so even though I said eventually, it was today. Uh, so I had a glimpse of that. We go to visit um, my, my uncle, um, who was my mother's brother, her only brother. Um, and so I told you my mama and daddy, they always been older. So they, they're in their sixties or something like that. So this ain't like, you know, like no uncle, like, oh, okay, just, even though it's my mother's brother, but he's older, he's literally double my age. Um, and so, oh Lord, oh my, <laughs> moving on. Um, and so, you know, going to visit him, I, I had honestly just had and nothing about him at all. It was all in me. I don't know what it was, um, probably the spirit. Enemy trying to, you know, just distract me and just keep me in a place of like, ugh. right? So, one, he's just like my mama. So, Lord, help me. my mama, no, baby, my uncle, definitely no. Okay. Um, and they are, they're Irish twins, right? So, look, because they literally were born in the same year. He was born in January, and I was born in November. Don't you talk about my grandma? Fight you. <laughs> okay. Moving on. But, uh, just saying, though. <laughs> okay, grandma. <laughs> Bert. <laughs> Sorry. But, <laughs> Um, you know, like I had that, not just because we were going to visit, but I had that experience that I had heard and that you, you see, I'm very observant that I observe from other people that will take that for granted and be like, Oh, we had to go see my uncle. Oh, we want to go see my grandma. Oh, you know, Oh, thank God. It's just cause they fed me. Oh, it's just cause they gave me money. Like, instead of just appreciating the fact that you spent time with, it didn't even have to be an elder, but especially, you know, elders, right. Um, that we spent time with him and it changed, right? Um, my my heart was, you know, warmed and and softened um in the place of where it was trying to be hardened simply because, you know, he really got to tell us something I was passionate about. Now he gets to share in his story where a lot of us, and we have to be very careful of how, you know, when we talk about mental health, right, that we'll dismiss it. 
and that it had been dismissed rather, especially in the past. And so we've always known Uncle Jim, you know, he's gone through a lot of tragic things and he really broke down the story of just, you know, how they lost my grandmother and the fact that it was him trying to resuscitate her. And mind you, he was the only boy. He had five sisters. He's the only boy. That's his mama. We know. I, I think I really, I don't know if it's scientifically proven or not, but we talk so much about it. I'm sure there's just some truth to it about, you know, just boys, you know, men, you know, having a stronger bond with their mothers. Um, and so just how hard that was for him. Um, and that one that he and my oldest uh, aunt, so his oldest sister, they um, they are the ones that bury, you know, their grandmother. So my great grandmother. And then now he was the one like right there. He remembers the conversation that he had with my grandmother the day before. You know, she passed. She passed away in the middle of the night. She died on Mother's Day, like just things. And then um, definitely some years down the road, then my aunt, his his wife, his late wife, um, Aunt Diana, like how she died. Like just oh, I'm sorry, Aunt Diane. Excuse me. I said Diana. Um, like just 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 tragic things right and so it not that it's been dismissed but in a way that it's more so been unaddressed that we just knew like you know not and i it, it's crazy to talk about it because i'm sure that somebody somewhere hearing this would just make a picture like oh he probably was just losing his mind going on crazy. no it was normal like he he has since retired from the post office. like he's you know done things but you know the mental health is just what it is nobody get, there's really no picture of what mental health looks like, right? And so I say that because I know just just within our family, I'm sure it's just to know, like, yeah, you know, you know, Jimmy didn't take it well, you know, about how how he lost our dad, like just things. And now so proud of him to hear that he has, you know, at some point of another, hold on, baby, give me a second, please, okay? That he has since, you know, that he has sought after there, you know, just. I really made sure I hugged him before we left to tell him how proud of him I was because he was talking about it. And here it was that I don't know if my mother recognized or not. And I don't really realize, I don't know if my uncle recognized or not, but my mother, like she was trying to do so much in our visit. So I get that too. So she's trying to show him pictures and videos and then they're having their own talk. So they're catching up his brother and sister. Um, and then, but my mother was very dismissive about the, the, the therapy thing right? About the, the mental health piece that he and I are connecting on a level to where I'm just, you know, expressing and just kind of trying to just gain some knowledge. Because again, why I say that the generations before us are not completely lost, especially now that they're getting to this age that they are. And some of y'all have young y'all parents or just elders of your family. I say mid elders probably have maybe a decade left or something. Lord, not of life. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's not what I meant. A decade some time left for them to get to this soft place, this gentle place. I'll say not soft, this gentle place of where they always become, they almost become like putty to where you can mold them over. Right. Because we'll think like, oh yeah, old people, they get all, you know, if they ain't the sweet old grandmother, give you candy out their purse. And they're the mean old lady or mean old men, but not necessarily the case. They get, Somewhere, and mind you, I'm speaking from a place of where my mother and father have both been very clear they will never seek therapy. I don't know how true that is, but as far as they are concerned, that is the standing, right? And so I still, though, believe as I'm a hopeful person. And so the generations before us, um, you know, why it can't just be who all is in your house. So even if that is the term and you might hear me say that, now I feel like I'm adopting that, like who all is in your house, who all do you have influence, but it's like, you know, who's in your family that you know, that you are related to, that you are of some influence. 
um, too. So here it is, you know, my uncle, I would have never thought I was having a conversation with him. Like, I'm just so proud of him. Right. Um, and so what are we doing with that? So then even when we think about our elders, and like I was talking about earlier, just at the funeral for my cousin, that so many young people, and I was so grateful that somebody uh, got up in the, in the two minute remarks first, she gets up, baby sang. Okay. Um, but, and so I was, I was a little frozen. Uh Oh, like just think of me, you know, the age that I am is so very aware of kind of like generations before me, generations, you know, behind me. Um, like, uh-oh, they about to think like, oh, Lord, go somebody in church and da 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 you know, sing about Jesus. Oh, Lord, right? So I'm like, oh, I hope we didn't lose them. But she is the one that initiated and really shifted the atmosphere and just really talking about the goodness of the Lord, but in such a way that, you know, just really implored, you know, people to just at least consider like, hey, listen, I know where we are. I know what this is, but I need y'all to get this though. Don't just come and attend this thing, right? Um, and so it was good because if you've ever attended some of these, either, I won't say like hood funerals, but some of these youth funeral services, if y'all get where I'm going with that, um, that, you know, a lot of folks, which happened, a lot of folks, well, as soon as they know the usually come, they finna walk on out. Um, so it was good that this reflection piece happens before, um, you know, all of that. Right. And so they, um, that you know she had their attention and I wasn't even sitting on the side where they were of course we were on the family side and they were on the friend side but still you know like just the fact that so from our elders to our youth that there is something for us to do to work the muscle that we have of influence our influential muscle strengthen your there's your other b tip of the week get down get down before you fall and go back upstairs into your room thank you so much you're doing a lot right now thank you See, even in correction, even in correction, so I have to. <sighs> okay, <laughs> um, it's on us, y'all. It's on us to exercise your influential muscle, strengthen your influential muscle. That's your second B tip of the week. Strengthen it by any way that you could possibly think of. Um, there are ways. I know this is where you know people would usually in in inject um a piece to say you know read the word right so that's strengthening your faith you know your your muscle of faith um get into god's word it I'm, it's nothing like it you literally can't even explain it or describe what happens when you are re- literally reading the bible and then something that could have been on your mind a long time ago right before you started reading it whatever that you'll just start to gain some clarity and what you're reading could technically have nothing to do with it. But it's just because you're in God's word, they'd be like, right, I can finally whistle now. She finally, good Lord, he finally decided to crack the Bible. I know his grandmother gave it to him decades ago. But he finally blew the dust off of it and everything. Like, just just try that or read it on your phone. I mean, it's easily accessible, right? So that's the place there. So when you talk about your place of your muscle of influence and how to strengthen that, it's strengthening yourself. And so, um, I say all of that because I almost gave it away earlier uh, when I was saying that my mother was showing like, you know, pictures and videos of where she's doing in her way, in her own way of doing something positive of trying to show my uncle where y'all, I just preached for the first time in person. Um, I'm still, you know, trying to allow myself just to appreciate all of the positive feedback that I received, but I preached in person um, during a Sunday service. Um, I was asked by the youth department of my church to, um, to preach. And then, um, 
had someone else who who I really always enjoyed, like him ministering and preaching, had him like to to come behind me and thank God he didn't yell that I went over my time. But either way, and so my mother was showing videos of that. And so in order to I've learned through that process how to strengthen you know, myself in order to be able to stand and do that. Well, even though I am in training, so along with everything else that's been happening, then I've received an invitation to another training. And so y'all, like when I say God is moving and really even showed me today, just side note, that he really got me. You know, I've told y'all since that I've, you know, resigned from work. Um, they low-key forced my resignation, but you know, whatever. Um, it's fine. Uh, I, I, you can't tell me different. But that, you know, God really has me like it's just I mean, even today alone, just conversations that I had just from even y'all talking on my MacBook. I have not seen my MacBook. You might have seen years like I dropped it off to be taken care of last year. Um, And that just I don't know, it went horrible. I only had it maybe a week, probably two weeks if that if it was longer than that, it was no more than two months. And I haven't used it since. So it's been a whole year now. Um, and I remember receiving an invoice initially and they were talking about like $600 to do something. I was like, I could have sworn I told people that I only want to be able to use it. I don't care nothing about keeping no documents and da da da. Um, and so I got the call today. It was like, hey, we fixed it. Yep, it's under warranty. You're fine. Okay, <laughs> on my way to pick it up just in time because I was even back from like, am I really going to start back on the show? Maybe I should just take another month off. Ugh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I ain't prepared to show in so long. And here we are. But then so many other conversations that I've had earlier today, just hearing like, well, I'm gonna go ahead and prove this. I'm do that. Like just things. I ain't saying I just got, you know, a million dollars sent to me or anything. Nowhere near it. But when I say that he really will provide all your needs. And so it's not about you worrying about the things that you need. We know that naturally you need shelter. Naturally, you need, uh, you know, lights on that naturally you need food naturally you need you know some type of clothing you know on your back and, and shoes on your feet and just for the world that we live in now naturally you need you know gas in the car you need insurance on the car and things like that and just you know stuff I have a child so naturally needs right are there and it, he keeps showing me especially today that it's just not about me worrying about that but about taking care of the business that feeds the most inner part of me in order for me to be able to work my muscle of influence. So the things and the people that, you know, I will reach and touch that, you know, the, the influence that I will have, you know, on them is a positive one. And back to the beginning of the show, a genuine one. So I'm making positive deposits I don't think it's crazy that it's called a deposit. It ain't called a a, a, a negate, a negative, right? It was one one in the negative, amen? <laughs> All right. Y'all, I, I still like corny jokes, so get over it. That cracked me up, and I'm going to laugh about it when I hang up from y'all. I ain't lying. But um, it's called a deposit. You place it. I ain't going to break down. It's called a deposit. Okay, so the fact that it derives for if you ask me from positivity um, is is a good thing. Right. And so to make a because I feel like it's a redundant to say a positive deposit, but I'll say it just for you to understand for you in order for you to make a uh, positive deposit within your genuine you know, self-account, I guess that's what we'll call it. Remember I was about to say body count earlier. Self-account, you have to, you know, eat on, you know, where 
you're going and not where you are. You have to surround yourself with people and things that are on the positive side, again, of where you're going and not where you are. Am I saying live above your means? No, because you're thinking in a natural form. That's not what I'm saying to you. I'm saying physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, surround yourself with things and people that will help you be able to then, you know, influence the folks that you, or I'm sorry, positively impact the people that you have influenced, right? Now, the people, some, like we've talked about this before, that some things and people, the people that pour into you are not necessarily the people. And it's some weird things. I think that's a thin line. It doesn't mean you're not supposed to reciprocate to the people that pour into you, but they may not, the people that pour into you may not necessarily be in, in, in the church world, in the spiritual world. We say like, you know, there are souls attached to your name, right? And so the very soul that's pouring into you may not necessarily be a soul that's attached to your name that you are assigned to pour into. It's just how it goes. It's kind of like pouring to me, I'm pouring to you, like that thing, right? But again, it's about reciprocating. So I always make sure I genuinely give somebody a thank you, like, and not just, oh, thank you, thanks. Like, it, you know, it's about a feeling and, and, and again, being genuine, but you know, it's the way the world is supposed to go around. So when we get around and like I said, talk about family ministry, familial ministry, it's something about, like I was saying earlier in these last few couple minutes, y'all, I'm so proud of myself, um, that how earlier I mentioned, you know, I said my sister, like y'all, you know, what didn't I tell y'all when she, you know, when she hyped me, ain't no, y'all can't tell me nothing type thing. So the note that I made um, for myself to share with y'all is confidence in the family and family hype men, right? So, and it's not just, you know, we know that, especially in this day, that family is not defined by blood. Come on, if that ain't a word in itself, come on, Jesus, um, by, by DNA. Uh, that's probably a better way to put it, especially when we're talking about for, for, for the church folk now, for the saints, I ain't church folk, for the saints, okay? Amen. Family is not defined by DNA because we all cover by the blood. Now that's the word, okay? Um, but it's, you know, having confidence in your family hype men, um, whoever, however you define family, but make sure that you are particular and peculiar about who it is that you really identify as your family. Like I was talking about this shirt, love your neighbor. Okay. Again, shout out to love, uh, love, love to inspire, live to inspire. Um, this is always for the, um, community cookout that they would have for the homeless every year, usually around July 4th and now it's shifted to, um, Juneteenth period. (laughs) Happy Juneteenth month. Amen. Um, but you know, it's, it's about, you know, it's something about that when you have that person really pours into you and, and mind you, my sister and I, we, we have a lot of differences. We, we really do. Like she knows that I'm the one that's really going to love. It. I'm going to figure out and find what to say and how to love her and all that. And she ain't in all that. No, no. But when I say that baby love me and I love that baby, like she just is, she's my man's for real, you know? And so again, it's about that thing to be able to at least have just that one person at least. And usually it's more than who you think that is, you know, makes you feel like, well, they got confidence in me, baby. <laughs> Y'all can't stop me. You know what I mean? And then of course, it's always about, it should be more than one person on that list because it definitely should be you on that list. You should have that enough confidence in yourself that when you tell yourself in your self-reflection, you're welcome, um, you know, that, you, you know, that's it and that's good, you know, then it's all good and can't nobody tell you nothing about it. Again, when it's positive, you know, I ain't talking about this, 
you know, that empty arrogance that y'all be having now. We got to work on that. So we got to work through these uncomfortable conversations. We've got to, you know, have them. We've got to appreciate, you know, and get back to, I know it's COVID and all that, but listen, reach out to family, elders and all, get their numbers and all, help them. They start off by helping them with electronics and stuff like that. They can't work these phones. My uncle, the one I'm talking about, was the one that always had this flip phone. Now, you know, he still got the day on flip phone, but now he has iPhone too. Jesus Christ. Moving on. You know, reach out and help them. Build your familial muscle. Build your muscle of influence. And it all starts with your self-reflection and building yourself up. That's all I got, man. That's all I got for this week. I love you. I appreciate you. I acknowledge what you've done thus far. Let me know um, in the comments. Like, share the show. Until next week. Peace.